I realized from this job that I really like understanding the big picture and then helping coordinate things within that. But for personally, I know that I'm not as great in a work environment where I don't get to see the big picture and I'm kind of just doing one aspect of a task and not understanding everything else that's going on. I find that to be really frustrating. We have spoken to a lot of millennials, and now Gen Z enters the workforce. But no matter how much experience you have, you need to know where you excel and what you want from your next job. Hi, this is Diana Burnell O'Leary with another episode of Job Talk Weekly. Before we start today's conversation, we have a quick favor to ask. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to hear what you think. Okay, let's get started. We're talking with Freya in Los Angeles. Hi, Freya. Welcome to Job Talk Weekly. Hi. Thanks for having me. You graduated college in 2019, which makes you amongst the first of Gen Z in the workforce. Now, the generation known as Gen Z was born right before 9-11, lived through the recession of 2008, and many are now starting their careers in the pandemic. So tell us, when you graduated college last year, what were your career plans right after college? To be completely honest, I hadn't really thought through long-term what I wanted to do. Uh, My immediate uh, goal was to get to London and then find a full-time job once I got there. Um, And after I ended up getting there, I was able to find a job at a production company, um, which ended up being a a full-time position, which I worked at for almost a year. But immediately coming out of college, I didn't really have a set path or know what the next steps were going to be. That's okay. You're just like most college students, actually. (laughs) But you had a direction for London. Why did you want to go there? Um, I had studied abroad there the prior year um, during my time at Wesleyan. Um, And I have dual citizenship. Um, My family's from there. And so I had a lot of family ties there and just loved the city. Um, I was a double minor in history and always loved the history of, you know, the UK and everything that I had to offer. So I was really drawn to just kind of trying to explore and travel and see what else, you know, the world (laughs) had to offer for a little bit. Yeah, well, that's going to be really terrific to have on your resume. I mean, anyone who has that international experience can show that they've dealt with people from all over the world. So let's hold on to that. That's a real strength that you have. Yeah, great. I mean, I honestly didn't think of it that way at all. So it's great to hear about how it can be, you know. Oh, it's a huge strength. Yeah, it's a huge strength, especially someplace like London, which is such a diverse city and brings in people from all over the world. Yeah, I think that's a real strength. So when you came back to California, tell us how you did come back to California and what happened last year. So um, I got out of London basically right when the pandemic started. Um, they went into lockdown. They literally closed the borders like the day after I left and we really all went to lockdown. But I came back and just didn't know what I was gonna do for a job. Um, I had been offered a pr- promotion at the company that I was at to do what my boss was doing, but decided that in the long term, because we didn't know how the pandemic was gonna play out, the right move was just to get back to the States while I still could. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, I was just unemployed. Um, I reached out to a whole network of Wesleyan people to try and see who might be um, hiring or know of any internships. And I ended up getting in contact with someone that worked, an alumni that worked at a cannabis company, and he offered me an internship. And then I started working with him from there and worked up to doing um, more more hours and everything. Well, that's a really smart thing that you did because 
connecting with your alumni is something that not everyone remembers to do. Now, granted, you were only a year out of college, so it was probably a little more uh, top of mind, but that's something that you can continue to do. So I don't care if you're five years out of college or 10 years, using your alumni network is something that you're always going to want to do. So you're working in cannabis now. Tell us what's that, what that is like. It's a really interesting industry just because it's all so new and everyone's kind of figuring everything out. There's a lot of um, gray space in terms of regulation and business practices. So there's a lot of it's great because there's a lot of room to grow and you can kind of just do whatever you want because it's such a new space. But there is a lot of issues in terms of legality about advertising um, and also products and everything. And because obviously federally it's not legal, it creates a lot of um, interstate regulations and things that kind of have to be changed. Um, but it's an interesting space for sure. It's a definitely um, an area where there's a lot of new technology and there's a lot of really interesting developments going on within that field right now. Yeah, it definitely sounds like there could be a lot of innovation. But like you said, there's also some limitations um, because it's legal in California, it's legal in Colorado, but it's not legal all over the place. So it sounds like you're looking for something new, right? Yeah, I'm looking for something that maybe is a little bit has more of a um, direct kind of career path laid out with it. Um, I think that for what I'm looking for right now is kind of a more certain job that has more um, structure in it. Well, when you first graduated college, you had some internships under your belt, but you didn't really have a sense of what you wanted. But even in that short time since you've graduated, I mean, it has been a year and a half and you had some internships in college. Now that you've had some time to work for different businesses, have you been able to identify maybe a few things that you do want or maybe even some things that you don't want? Because that could also be just as helpful. Yeah, um, I've definitely been thinking about this a lot over the last couple of months, because I've obviously had now very different experiences and have kind of reflected on what environments and also what kind of working styles worked best for me. Yeah. And having kind of understanding the difference between having a male and a female boss was something that I didn't know was going to be something that was so impactful, excuse me, impactful for me. But um now that I've kind of worked in both scenarios, I realized that working with a female boss that kind of just like understands, I guess, from a woman's perspective going into the workforce, especially as a young woman, um, finding a female mentor is something that now I'm really prioritizing. Oh, great. Um, and I also have realized, yeah, that um, workspaces with lots of other women are really important to me. The company that I'm at right now is predominantly male. There's one other girl my age that works in the marketing department and kind of feeling like there isn't a lot of other women or a lot of other, especially women in power to reach up to is something that I'm definitely looking for in my next position. So do you have a sense of what the skills are that you might like to put to use? Definitely. I think that my skills of project management and organizing, I realized um, from this job that I really like understanding the big picture and then helping coordinate things within that. But for personally, I know that I'm not as great in a work environment where I don't get to see the big picture and I'm kind of just doing one aspect of a task and not understanding everything else that's going on. I find that to be really frustrating. Um, so I definitely kind of want to be involved in a way where I feel like I'm making an impactful change, but also get to see the fruits of my labors and kind of feel like I'm invested in, you know, the career or the job that I'm doing. 
Yeah, yeah. And even though you have had a couple of stints as internships that are a little uh, shorter in time than full-time jobs might be, you know, you can still pull out the essential skills that you've done there. You can show where you've had experience in problem solving and being creative and collaborating with others. You know, those are the things, quite honestly, that experienced managers know are really hard to find because no matter how effective you are at whatever your technical skill is, whether it's accounting or marketing, you know, having someone who's a real team player, who can meet deadlines, and who's a good communicator, those things are really essential. So one of the things that we're going to do probably is go through your resume and try and find those things and the things that you enjoy the most and really highlight those up front. Yeah, that's great. And I mean, I really love working with other people. Like I love working on a team. I love the aspect of collaborating. And so I think that finding an environment and highlighting those skills in myself so that I attract that from an employer is going to be really important. Yeah, yeah. So it already sounds like you are starting to develop some of your interests, some of the things that you know that you want. And what about the size of companies? Because you worked in London uh, for an agency, and then the cannabis company might be a different size. Do you have a sense of what type of company you might want to work at? So the cannabis company that I'm at currently is really small. There's only about uh, 15 employees and six that I interact with on a normal basis. Mm-hmm. And my prior job at the audiobook company, there was about 30 employees, but it was also like a smaller size. I like the size of a small, smaller size company. Um, mm-hmm. I'd say like between 30 to 50 people. Mm-hmm. I'm also game to try and find something bigger, but I think that I wouldn't want to go smaller than about 30 people. I like kind of the size of a, a bustling environment, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you have been in really high paced jobs. You know, when you work at places like talent agencies, you know, those are places that operate on deadlines with lots of change and lots of last minute things and you're trying to get in under the wire. So there's a really strong way that you can present your work because some of the industries that you've been in, you know, when they're very demanding, people know that. And so you can show um, your skills that way. So one of the things that you want to think about, though, are the skills that sort of meet the three different criteria, you know, the skills that you're really good at, things that keep you interested or energized, like you might really be good at typing, but you just don't want to do that all day, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And then in the market, what is in your marketplace? So the good thing is, is that you're in Los Angeles, so you have a ton of opportunity available to you. And today with everyone working remotely, you know, that's even more so. So when you think about the skills and you start to look at jobs, start honing in on the skills that you really enjoy and that you know that you're good at. That way, when you go in for these job interviews, you can really speak confidently about those things. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like I'm not necessarily someone that knows the most about the job search. That's something that, you know, I have a lot of questions about and would really love to hear more about. Yeah. Well, what do you think is your biggest challenge right now? Um, My biggest challenge is marketing myself on my resume um, and also figuring out how to look for jobs in an efficient way. Because I feel like looking for jobs on LinkedIn and places like Indeed are great. And a lot of my friends have found really great jobs on there. But I feel like they just get overloaded with like hundreds of applicants because everyone can just apply with a resume. Yeah. So I'm really trying to kind of learn about the websites and also networking events and um, things that I can do to kind of stand out into in a more specialized um, niche, I guess, if there are websites that are more specific for certain industries and just kind of learning about how to do that with no background in that at all. 
Yeah. Well, I think when you said networked event, I mean, let's start right there. Because when I came into this business, the trend was that about 80% of jobs were found through connections. And that really hasn't changed. So you are really going to want to build up your network and keep using the alumni network that you have, and even some of the people that you've come across in some of your internships. You know, everyone is being really generous with their time right now. I find. Um, So what you're going to do is you're going to build out a specific network list, even separate from your job hunting list, because you're right, applying for jobs on Indeed or whatever the website, you know, that can be really tiring. And there's no guarantee that these people are actually seeing you. But if you have a network list of people you can talk to and you know what you're asking them for, maybe you're just asking for an introduction, that's going to help you get to the right people. So uh, do you have enough people, do you think, in the area or from companies that you've worked at that you can connect with? Yeah, um, I've really been trying to build out my network at the moment. Um, I've really, the Wesleyan Alumni Network has been so helpful. Everyone that I've talked to has referred me to other people and really taken an interest in trying to help me um, as much as they can. I definitely feel like, you know, I'm new to all of it. I'm new to the networking. So I'm still trying to kind of figure out everything and all the, you know, the social kind of nuances and everything. Yeah, but it has been so helpful. Yeah. And you know, you're just looking for introductions. Maybe you're looking for an informational interview. You're not always looking for a job. I mean, even though that is your eventual goal, right? But you want to talk to someone and maybe through your alumni network or through someone that you've worked at, you know, someone works at a company that you're really interested in. And then you can talk to them and say, hey, I'm really interested in your company. Can you tell me, do you have five or 10 minutes to tell me more about it? So, you know, the ask is really important. You're asking for either an introduction or just 10 or 15 minutes to learn more. And when you do see a job that you're interested in, before you apply for it, try as hard as you can to find someone who works there, who knows someone who works there. You know, and that's where LinkedIn is going to come in and, and help you because when they post jobs, too, they will also tell you, oh, look at two other Wesleyan grads work there. So then you can start working your connections and try and find the people who can at least give you some inside scoop or help make an introduction. You know, you're not asking them to refer you if they haven't worked with you before. That's okay. You're just asking for an introduction. And that's a lot easier than asking for someone for a reference. Yeah. And I love the informational calls. I mean, I think it's so helpful to hear on a day-to-day basis what people enjoy, what they don't. I mean, those have been the ones where I've really, really been able to like drill down and see what certain jobs are going to be like. Yeah. And the fact that you are only one year out of college, I mean, really use that to your advantage. You know, people are kind to college grads because they know they remember where they were when they first graduated (laughs) college. And when you're asking for You know, again, just 10 or 15 minutes because so-and-so referred you. And, you know, I'd really love to learn more about what you do because I'm thinking about my next career move. And -and so-and-so said that you would be really helpful. You know, would you mind if we talked on the phone for 10 or 15 minutes? Um, Unfortunately, we can't meet for coffee the way we could have a year ago because that was always uh, the first way to get that started. But, you know, a phone call, 10 or 15 minutes, that should that that should be okay for, for that that's not um too much to ask for someone yeah especially right now i i mean everyone that i've talked to has just been like this is the best time to be connecting with people everyone's at home people want to help each other out they're just yeah. trying to do anything they can to connect with others and you know put some good social good out there 
I think so. It's also a good time to research. I mean, if there are certain industries or fields that you've been interested in, now is the time to spend some time researching them. Follow them on Twitter or on Facebook or TikTok or wherever they are. You know, make sure you know enough about the company, you know about the CEO. Um, that way, when you do hopefully get an interview, you're not surprised, you know, to hear that they closed five stores or that they're opening in Japan or whatever. You know, you want to be informed. And the best way to do that is to follow those companies on social media. That's a really good idea. I did not think of that, that the social media aspect is super important. Yeah. And you do some social media marketing, too. Haven't you already done that? Yeah, I've been doing that and kind of learning about that. But for some reason, it just didn't connect to me that, you know, really diving into another company's social media would be a really good way of figuring out their uh, culture. Yeah. And especially if that might be a job that you end up getting. If you're interested in a job in social media marketing, because there's so many more of those jobs right now, you know, see how the company is presenting themselves now. Keep watching them. See what type of content they put out there. That way, when you do go to apply for a job, you have an understanding of what they've been doing. And maybe you can you can help in a different way because you can say, here are the things that, I, that I've seen and here are some new ideas I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So I would really focus in on some of the things that you are really interested in. Make sure you know the strongest skills that you have and then make a list of like the top 10 companies that you're thinking of right now. Just start somewhere and then try and make some connections and then make an Excel spreadsheet. I would say, okay, you know, so you want to work for, you know, Wells Fargo, Disney Corporation, whoever, you know, and then put the next column, you know, who do you know there? And if you don't know anyone, that's okay. You know, just keep looking and keep mining your network on LinkedIn. And that's the other thing, too, is someone in um, who, such as you, that is in the beginning of your stages, you're going to want to literally keep building that LinkedIn network. You know, keep connecting with someone. And when you've got five more people, then add another five, you know, make it really organic, friends of friends. But you guys uh, should be in a position where you're really helping each other out. Because once your LinkedIn profile is nice and robust, then all of a sudden, you're going to be getting contacted about jobs that are open. Great. I mean, hopefully, that starts happening. I love that. (laughs) Hopefully that is Yeah, that is the goal. I mean, I'm seeing a lot of jobs out there on LinkedIn. And I know that it is a tough time. I mean, I don't want to be naive or oversell it. um, But there are glimmers of hope. You know, it we are talking now in December, and the U.S. did add jobs last month. Maybe not as many as people anticipated, but we did add jobs. And 400,000 people stopped looking. And on one hand, that might sound discouraging. But on the other hand, that means that there are 400,000 people that you are not competing against. That is encouraging. Yeah. And, you know, we're at a point where, look, a vaccine is on the way. The election is past us. And what's going to start to happen is companies can make decisions. There were a lot of companies that were on hold, quite frankly, September, October, or even the beginning of November, because they weren't quite sure what was happening on our planet, right? They were all sort of waiting for all these uh, pieces of the puzzle. And while the puzzle isn't 100% complete, I would say right now, at least we have a direction. We have a sense of what 2021 is going to be like. It's going to be on the upswing. Mm -hmm. And so companies will start hiring again. Now, you might want to be open to freelancing or contracting of some sort because some companies will hire back slowly or they'll want to use as many contract workers as they can instead of full-time employees. So is that something that would work for you? 
yes, ideally I would get a full-time position, but if I was able to make enough of, as a contractor, then that I would be completely open to that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that might be a way to also make those introductions. We actually did an episode on the uh, consultant's approach, we call it, when you talk to a few companies and you say, you know, I'm doing some contract work in social media marketing or whatever it is that you decide to pitch out there. You know, it's a way to get your foot in the door and one of two things will happen. One is that they could hire you as a part-time contractor. Or the second, they could say, well, you know, we aren't looking for contractors, but we actually have some jobs open. <laughs> and so, you know, that either way, if one of those two positive scenarios pops up, you are having a conversation with the folks. And, of course, the third thing is could they could be, you know, they could say, you know, no thanks, not now. But you're putting yourself out there and you're putting yourself out there in a different way. Yeah. No, I really like that idea. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything else keeping you up at night or any other challenges with the search? Um, no, I think we covered most of it. Thank you. Okay, okay, terrific. Well, hang in there. You've got a lot of great skills, and I think it's a matter of staying positive keeping that network alive. And, you know, everyone's, you know, around the holidays, you know, at the very, very end of the year, I think folks will take a break and you need to take a break too, you know, and come back <laughs> fresh because January 4th, everyone else is going to be out there. So show your resume to a few different people. You're going to have maybe two different resumes that you tweak for each job. Um, so just keep up a really positive outlook, keep networking with your friends and something will connect. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you for your positivity today. Oh, of course. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Job Talk Weekly. If you like the podcast, and we hope you do, the best thing you can do is to subscribe and forward it to your friends. We'd love to hear what you think. So please rate and review us or send us a quick email to info at jobtalkweekly.com. See you next time.